0: Hey there, everybody. It's Tina Conrad, aka DJ Breast Cancer, and I'm here with a very special guest today. Her name is Jennifer Malawson. She is a physical therapist. She works a lot with cancer patients, has such a great, amazing philosophy on faith and brings that into her work, and I'm excited to have her on the podcast today. So welcome, Jennifer. How are you? Thank you so much. I'm doing well. How are you? Good, good. So maybe if uh, you want to share just a little bit about yourself with the listeners.
1: Sure. Well, I am a doctor of physical therapy, and I've uh, been a physical therapist since 2012. And I really love what I do and getting to help people um, in various parts of their health journeys. And I'm originally uh, a Louisiana girl and love the warm weather and... uh, (laughs) The great outdoors and not so much the cold and snow.
0: Yeah. Do you live in the north now or where do you live? No. Okay, i Good. in
1: Louisiana.
0: Oh, good for you. Good for I, you. I would,
1: I would be a popsicle and I would just die. <laughs> I just live in the very cold.
0: I was excited today because there was sunshine, but it's been, it's been like literally like 30 in gray every single day. So I'm like, oh my gosh, like I, where's the sun? So finally, at least I have some sunshine today. But oh. winters are tough, but at least you have it not as bad. <laughs> well, I'm very excited to have you. Um, one, my best friend is a physical therapist, so it's, oh, it's cool. always interesting to talk to uh, people who are in that line of work. Um, and then I know that you started your own company too, which um, I think is such a leap of faith. And, and my parents are both, um, they, they own their own business and they're entrepreneurs. So it's always kind of interesting to hear people's business stories.
1: Yeah. Um, in 2019, I had... Moved to Texas, uh, Texas round two, and um, was working at a job and I was pretty stressed out. And the Lord started talking to me about opening my own company. And um, a friend of mine for the 10 years prior had told me, Jennifer, you should have your own company. And I was like, no, no, I don't want to be responsible for all the ins and the outs. And so I was just like, okay, Lord, uh, I'm going to obey and take this leap. And I actually took a sabbatical after I quit my job and was planning on starting my company. And I had a medical mission trip to Africa planned um, that I got to participate in as a PT and had gone to a conference the week before. And one of the speakers was like, if God calls you to do business, then do business. But if God calls you to go on the mission field, then go on the mission field. And that had been one of the toss-ups in my head. It's like, man, maybe I should just you know, go out on the mission field and use my PT and rock babies in Africa somewhere or, and um, while I was in Africa on that mission trip, the Lord made it very clear to me that it was to do business. So um, here we are. And my company is called Cedar Physical Therapy and Wellness.
0: Oh, I love that. Well, that is so awesome. Um, I, I know like you're so faith-filled and you talk about it. Um, I would love to know like how faith plays a role. Like maybe one in your everyday job but then also to kind of like the bigger vision and the bigger purpose of what you do.
1: Yeah, so faith plays a really big role in um my day-to-day and my world and um my word for this year is purpose. So, something I've been uh wrestling with and asking the Lord for several years is like I don't feel like I'm doing everything that you've created me to do yet. So, um, this Having to go day by day and trust and like, okay, I'm doing what you've told me to do today, um, and then just waiting for those other things to come to pass. And in business, um, if my clients are open to it, I definitely like to bring the Lord into the treatment session because man, it's so powerful. The things He brings up and the ways um, He brings healing and the ways He gives me just like, I'll have a thought of like, Oh, check this or do this or go here, ask this. And when I let the Holy Spirit lead me, mm-hmm. um, it's just really awesome and helping people heal physically and emotionally and spiritually.
0: I love that. And obviously we live in kind of like a PC world. So I just would love to know, like, how, how do you even ask, ask your clients? Like if do you just simply ask them if they're open to that or how does that work? Cause I too, I kind of went down a path where I was trying to obviously keep my social media very PC, very vanilla, you know, all that. But then I realized like I'm not really being my authentic self if I'm not sharing my love of Jesus and, you know, my, my love for God and like how that relationship is really so tied with my cancer journey. So just would love to know like how you kind of bring that to the forefront.
1: Um, I usually just ask them an open-ended question, like if they are a person of faith, Mm -hmm. and see what their response is and then kind of navigate the conversation from there or if they are open to letting me pray for them or um, things like that, just asking them if they're open to it.
0: Yeah, I love that. That's really, it's really beautiful and simple, but yet kind of like frames the whole entire treatment plan and conversation, I'm sure. So that's great. Do you have any um, examples or experiences you know, where, where you truly felt like God was there with you, like healing people or helping, you know, to play a hand in, in the experience of, of, you know, a treatment with someone.
1: Sure. Um, I often work with people who've had surgeries or scar trauma. That's kind of my area of specialty and expertise. And one of the things that the Lord gave me, I call it the freedom and power statement, but I will ask them to say this out loud because When you speak, something is very powerful, and then you're using multiple parts to your brain to think it, speak it, hear it, Um, but to say, and then they can change the words, you know, up for them, but brain, I give you permission to release all the trauma you're holding in these scars, and body, I give you permission to work the way that you're supposed to, and sometimes with that, people get really emotional, Mm -hmm. and um, even have a hard time saying it. And oftentimes if I'll be doing like hands-on work and I'll be trying to release scar tissue or fascia and I'll be stuck and I will ask them to do that um, or ask the Lord to come and show them why they're having the area. And then like whatever is stuck and blocked in their body literally just frees up. And um, like I've had clients who were working near an area um, and they were able to have some healing from like past abuse traumas. Mm. Um, and then another client, we were working on her leg and doing my fascial release and I got really stuck on her shin and she was a spiritful believer. And she asked the Lord and the Lord brought her back to a car accident she'd had when she was like 12 or something. And she was in her fifties
0: mm.
1: and like, wow, I slammed this shin into the dashboard in this wreck before I was ejected from the vehicle. Um, And then was able to, um, you know, pray through that and allow her body to
0: say, okay, I'm going to choose to let you let go of that trauma. So really cool. Wow. That's so neat and so powerful that you get to be part of that. Um, I'm full of scars as a double mastectomy uh, breast cancer survivor, but I find it really interesting. I mean, obviously your Instagram handle too is with scars, but what do you kind of see as the meaning of scars or, or, you know, what have you seen people like, what, what, what does a scar mean to you or to the clients that you've treated?
1: Oh, it can mean so many things. Um, for some people, it's a badge of honor for some people. It's a badge of shame for some people. It's a source of pain for some people. It's just like, "Ah, okay, I've got it. Whatever. Moving on. Um, But most people don't know that scars really affect our bodies on multiple levels from stressing out our nervous system to changing the way our brain can recruit our muscles, um, and to storing trauma. So yeah, different people have many different, uh, perspectives on scars.
0: Yeah. And I personally, like, I think I do value them more as like a badge of honor. Like I'm bigger than this. And you know, Mm -hmm. my, my body has overcome this and this is always a, a constant reminder that I can do more and be more. And, you know, with God's help and grace, you know, I can, it, it's, it's just one, one part of me, you know, the, mm-hmm. there's so many more parts, but right. But I think that that's, it's so interesting to hear because I know you've done a lot of work and like your thesis work. And I think that was a lot of your training was in scars, wasn't it?
1: Um, It actually wasn't. Part of my initial training, it was something I kind of actually happened upon. Um, and I took a weekend continuing education class several years ago and the instructor threw us uh like, hey, I'm gonna throw y'all a bone here. Y'all wanna see? And one of the ladies in the class had some type of surgery and he showed us how it was affecting her brain's ability to coordinate with her muscles. And I was just like, Wow, that is so cool. So I took the concept because I was intrigued and just started integrating it into treating patients and um, doing more research and figuring things out, um, and then just kind of became the thing I was like, man, this is the thing I think is really cool and I like to do so.
0: Oh, I love that. That's cool. So you just kind of took something and and it really spoke to you and then you, you know, made it part of your everyday job. Yep. I love that. Um, they say that in order to like know God, you kind of have to experience him. Um, and so people who have had that experience or have been open to that experience of God can, can feel it on like a different level. Would love to know, like, whether it's with your clients or just you personally, maybe it was, you know, your mission work or whatever. Um, you know, have you, have you kind of had that experience where you felt like God was talking to you or speaking to you or definitely directing you in some way?
1: Oh, absolutely. Um, I didn't realize I was probably in my mid twenties before I realized that how God had been speaking to me my whole life. And sometimes it's just like, you know, a thought in my head. Um, but then I realized like, Oh, that's God leading me to do this. Um, and definitely having different, excuse me, different experiences. Um, like in praying for healing for others or receiving prayers for healing for myself. Sometimes there's like, warmth in my body or if I'm praying for somebody for healing like sometimes my hands will literally just be like super hot Mm. so definitely can experience the Lord in my body and as well as you know hearing him speak to me Um, yeah
0: that's amazing that you have like a physiological response to it too that's so that's so beautiful um, so has faith always been like a part of your life? It sounds like from when you were young or like it definitely did play a role.
1: Yes. Um, I was raised in church and went to um, a Christian school for elementary, middle school and high school. So it definitely was a part of my life um, and something
0: that my parents made a big part of our lives Yeah, from a very young age. So I love that. I love that. Where in Africa were you doing like all your mission work?
1: Um, we went to Senegal and it was a very, very remote village that we got to serve in um, the week that we were there
0: that's so amazing um, was it was it truly transformational just to be part of that experience?
1: It was a really uh, neat experience. It was my first time um, on the continent of Africa so that was part of a bucket list check off. <laughs> um, I had the privilege to serve with this same organization twice before. So that was cool that I was kind of familiar with, you know, what we were doing and how we set up clinic. But, um, it was really amazing because I would, after kind of seeing the need and the people who were coming through my clinic on the first day, um, we had first year medical students that we were with. So I pulled the students in rotation and I had them teach back safety classes with me and just like really simple, like how to lift properly Mm -hmm. and to hear the people come back and be like, Oh my goodness. Like even that, like my back feels better. And just how simple education met such a massive need, um, and could change their quality of life. That was uh, a really gratifying
0: experience. Yeah. What a blessing. That's so nice. And then I'm sure you made like such, um, like connections with people too. That you know now with social media, you could be friends with these people back. Mm-hmm. You know, back in the United States, and that is probably a lovely thing too. Yes. Yeah, I love Definitely that. Um, I would love to know um, a favorite Bible verse of yours. Um, you know, mine is Jeremiah twenty nine eleven. It really spoke to me during my breast cancer journey. Um, at first, you know, I did, I did think maybe my breast cancer was punishment and, you know, kind of thought of everything I had done wrong in my life and took inventory and hearing that verse kind of released me of all of that um, punitive, you know, kind of feelings that I had. Mm -hmm. It really made me focus on so much more that, that there were plans for me, that this was God speaking to me, um, that he had a, a, a purpose, which I love that that's your word of the year, but it really did highlight and shine that, you know, I need to do more with what I have here on this earth and to, you know, use this as a calling. And, and I think that that, you know, really spoke to me. So I would love to know your verse and kind of like, you know, what, and maybe it's multiple, but you know, what they've meant to you, um, individually. Sure. Um, my favorite
1: verse is be still and know that I'm God and it's good because it always comes back in moments where I need that grounding And being still for me is very hard. Yeah, I'm always on the go and doing something. So I've been having to learn to rest, but it reminds me to just be still and know that he is supreme and he is God and he has it under control. And um, it's like, okay, here you go. God, you take it. (laughs) Your yoke is easy. Your burden is light. Mine is heavy. Here you go. I will be still, let you be God. And so. I think yeah.
0: it's very valuable lesson for COVID times. And mm-hmm. actually I did say like a lot of my training from cancer, which was seven and a half years ago, but has come in very handy in COVID, which is, which is kind of learning to be still and to mm-hmm. reflect on the moment, be grateful in what I have. Um, all of those things that, you know, I felt like I practiced very much. So during cancer, I was at you know, a leave of absence from work and had more time to reflect. And this is kind of a different time to reflect, you know, so it's just um not filling my days with just busyness, but more so like using this time as as what it is, which is in some ways a really a blessing and a silver mm-hmm. lining and and seeing that through through all the differences that, you know, this year has brought from, you know, years past. So I do love that uh, that verse. It's it's very beautiful. And, and actually, even just a friend um, today of mine on social media commented the same thing that, you know, it's hard for her to be still. And I think we all find that in our, you know, especially I'm a type A and really go, 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 you know, but um, I, I think it's very beautiful, even with the creation of the world that, you know, God said on the seventh day, let us rest. And I think that that's mm-hmm. such a important reminder that you know even in our busy twenty four seven day worlds you know where it's non-stop you know everything technology all the time that we do have to take that time to rest and and be in his presence you know um and, and fill our cup yes absolutely so yeah so i love that quote that's really beautiful um would also love to know just anything from your job like um have you worked with breast cancer survivors or, you know, other cancer survivors? I know you probably can't say names, but just anything that really kind of speaks to you from a cancer survivor perspective.
1: I have over the years in many capacities, um, from like acute care in the hospital and to outpatients to kind of what I do now. Um, And I really appreciate the depth of people's journeys because It's so complex and multifaceted and, um, so challenging and difficult. And so, um, yeah, it's definitely try to honor those, those qualities and, um, it's, it's cool to hear people's stories too of how just, you know, their journey is gone and, um, Yeah, that's a part I enjoy too, is the conversation while you're working on, you know, it might be getting out of bed for the first time after a major surgery or what I'm doing now, like using a tool to help dissolve scar tissue. And you just
0: have time to chat and visit and get to know people. So enjoy that part. I love that. And I had had a double mastectomy and had, I think, 15 lymph nodes removed. And it was like really, really tight. Like my chest was just like really tight. And I do remember... Um, having ongoing like physical therapy sessions. And I will tell you, like they were game changing. They were, mm-hmm. <laughs> they were saving, and just, you know, I will encourage all the listeners, if you're feeling pain or if you aren't feeling like as stretched out as you could or should be, and and granted things take time and it's, it's a process, you know, but with some help or, you know, even if you have a conversation starting with your doctor to kind of see what your options are, because it really was um, a big benefit. And then I do remember like connecting, you know, with the therapist too, Mm -hmm. um, and getting that, you know, before work. And it just really kind of brightened my day to like, start in that place and, you know, have that relationship and to work on my body and, you know, start to see improvements, which is a really big deal, you know, and especially when you go through such a life changing operation and surgery, that's, you know, so difficult, but step by step, week over week, I was seeing changes that, you know, were so positive and, and it was really a beautiful thing. And, and that's one thing I tell all my survivor friends too, is that, you know, it, it kind of happens in inches, but then one day you look back and you're like, wow, I've come so far, you know, and sometimes, you know, we're just so busy in the moment that it's hard to see how far you, you know, mm-hmm. how far you've traveled to that point, but you kind of probably see that along the way as well. Yes. It's definitely
1: a journey. And, um, I like to use a camera analogy with people. Like if you're zoomed in all the way and all you see is like, man, I'm having a really rough day today or this feels horrible. This is never going to get better. But if you can zoom out a little bit to get a bigger picture and look at where you come from and see where there's room to grow and go, um, that perspective shift can make a huge difference in, uh, how recovery goes. Cause our minds and how we choose to think and view things are so powerful and make such a big difference, whether, uh, you know, we are positive or if we choose to have a negative look. So.
0: Yeah. And even my oncologist was very, um, very much so telling me like, if you can be positive and it doesn't mean like everything is sunshine and roses every minute of every day, but if you can be positive, your body has to work that much less, you know, and, and can actually focus on what it needs to focus on because your mind is kind of, you know, doing what it needs to do. But he was very encouraging of, you know, just having a positive mindset and, and using that as, as strength, as leverage, Mm -hmm. you know, for, for your body. So it's great to kind of hear you also, because you're so into, into that, but I I do think positivity, if you have any more to share on positivity, it it does have a big benefit.
1: Um, It's cool because like how we speak and think, even think about ourselves or a situation. Like I can't quote to you the exact research of where I saw this, but I've read research that shows that like it can like literally change the way your DNA functions, whether you're positive or not. And um, I have seen this experiment like where you take a plant and if you talk to it and you sweet talk it and tell it how pretty it is and how good it's growing and you water it, how it blooms and it thrives. But if you put it in there and you tell it negative stuff and you put it in a dark corner, like it bolts and it dies. So that's a good example. Like if that can happen to a plant or even like literally rice in a bowl will turn black if you talk ugly to it. And like, um, so if, Inanimate objects react that way, how much do we as living beings with souls, um, does it matter for us?
0: I love that. And it's so true. Like, I find that with myself too. Um, like, I do, I typically do like a half marathon each year and I run for research and, you know, try to raise funds for breast cancer research. And I notice that if I am my own cheerleader, it, it just goes so much better than if I'm harsh on myself, you know, like, Hey, why are you running so slow? Like this first mile seems like so incredibly tough, you know, like all these things, like if I get into the negative, it just feels so much further and harder. But if I start Mm -hmm. to talk to myself in a kinder place and say like, Hey, you are doing so good. Like you, you got up this morning, you have a great goal. Like you can get this done. You can do this. And I find that even just that kind of talk changes, you know, the whole dynamics and, and really helps me, you know, to run and to finish the run and to, and to do my personal best, which is usually all I'm after ever trying to do. I'm not really trying to set world records or anything, but, um, I do, I do find that that has a big impact. Absolutely. But I love that it happens to plants and to rice. So now I know that too. (laughs) Um, Well, I do ask every guest um, for a Tina tip. So it's any kind of advice. Um, So it can be anything you would, you know, tell a client, anything from you personally that you've experienced, but just would love to know one bit of advice that you would like to impart on the listeners today.
1: Um, Let's see. So my Tina tip um, is going to be um, that – Scars change the way your brain literally communicates with your muscles. So if you change your scar, you could literally change your life. Because changing the way your scar moves changes the way your brain can move your body. So um, if you are pretty recently having um, like scars or a procedure, as soon as your doctor gives you the okay to start working on those scars. And it is never, never, never too late to work on a scar. Hmm. um so just keep that in mind and um if you're having aches or pains and have had prior surgery um talk with your physician or your therapist or whatever about that scar being a potential root cause of pain because I see it in people all the time and they have no idea that the scar was being a bully and the root cause of a lot of the issues so
0: that's my tina tip for you today. That is so amazing. And if you have any like literature, anything that you can share with me too, I'd love to like do links to that. Cause it's just so, it's so fascinating to me. Sure.
1: <laughs> um, I wrote a book during COVID talking about having a pause and some time to do that. Um, it's called scars more than skin deep and it is on Amazon. And I also, um, during the last half of the year, created video self-taught courses where I demonstrate on a person with a scar in the area and teach you all about how scars affect your body, brain, and emotions and how to do the Scar Lady Protocol, which is three steps. It takes 15 minutes at home. Um, And the goals are to move your scar, move your body, and build strength. Love so uh, I have breast scar classes, abdominal scar classes, back surgery, and shoulder surgery uh, courses on my website, thescarlady.com, that people can buy and start
0: to work on this stuff at home. Awesome. That'll, that is amazing. And I will you know, link in the show notes and let people know, you know where to find you. But um, where are you active on social media? I know you mentioned your website, but would also love to give you a plug for any social media channels that you're you know, active on.
1: Sure. I am on Facebook. Um, my business page is called The Scar Lady. And then I'm on Instagram, and my handle is the lady underscore Dr. Jen with no punctuation. Okay, great.
0: Well, thank you so much. Is there anything else you want to share today? No, I don't think so. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. It's so great and so fascinating to hear about you know scars and and how deeply like interesting they are. So thank you for sharing and, you know, sharing a light on, on something I truly did not know. You're welcome. All right. Well, thank you.